Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about snowflakes? Well, then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh! Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? I am living in Texas, where the governor is a piece of shit, and we all hate his butt. I actually was going to tell you about that. I went to pick up some food tonight before we recorded, right? Yeah. And it's open now. Oh, everything's we, open. Well, so one hundred percent mask, free to be, free to be, is so, it? The thing is, he came out and he said this. He's like, Texas is going to open 100% and we ain't going to wear no masks no more. Nobody has to wear a mask. And it's supposed to take effect on March 10th, which as we're recording this is oh. not now. But it's going to be, yeah, like on next Wednesday. So Oh, because I was going to say, yeah, it's like free to be, but um, everybody was wearing a mask. Good. So I was like, oh, people are still doing it. Good. But... I guess technically no one's going to be like, why well, I, I I'm free not to until the 10th. I think. So, okay. I think that if people are wearing a mask right now, I don't think that after the 10th, they're going to be like, I guess it's time to take it off. I think the smart people that understand that it's not okay to go maskless right now are going to yeah. continue to mask up until we reach herd immunity. Like, I don't understand the thought path that he took to just be like, you know what? I'm tired of it. It's time. Texas is reopened. Like, did he? Yeah. Do... <sighs> it's, it's so frustrating to just see, like, new variant after new variant coming out and, like, not enough vaccines getting distributed. I think maybe 12% of the Texas population, the last report that I read, has been vaccinated. So, uh, see, I, uh, in my new job, right, uh-huh. I get to talk to more people because I'm not dealing with international stuff. Now I'm dealing with people here at home, right? Yeah. So I had to call this lady and she was like, oh, sorry, I need to um, move some stuff around on my screen. She's like, I'm trying to sign up for this COVID thing. She's in D.C., though. Okay. Okay. In D.C., she says, yeah, we don't have like a sign up list. It's like they say things are available now and you basically hope that you can sign in for the day and then you just have to wait again. Like you can't get on a, a list. Really? So you have to like every day go and check. So they'll like email. So basically they email you and say, hey, you can try to sign up today. And then you try to sign up and you either get in or you don't. So it's like buying a graphics card or signing up for a college course. Yeah, pretty much. That sounds terrible. And I was like, that's weird. Because I was like, yeah, I'm just waiting for my number right now. And she's like, yeah, we don't get to do that. And I was <laughs> like, that's weird to me. It's Especially so where, you know, these rules should be getting made. Yeah. In the land of D.C. <laughs> the you know land of D.C. where things come down from on high. Uh, yeah. Well, that was my thought, but I'm guessing it's not that way. 
I guess. I don't know. It's just, it's weird to me that it's just different everywhere across the nation. Like, I get that different regions have different exposure to COVID, but at this point, like, yeah, I think that enough people have it across the United States that we can just consider the whole country as one. And I wish that there had been a more uniform rollout. Like, it's bizarre to see that New Mexico, who's like right nearby Texas, has, I think, double the percentage of shots in arms than we do yeah it's it's there's a lot of distribution troubles but i mean don't they have less people yeah could but it, it's, it's could a percentage it, could it come down to like well yeah but the percentage it's like i mean if a hundred thousand people live in that's that state that is low i'm just throwing out easy numbers <laughs> okay. versus a million people in texas I and guess, the same yeah. number of people get the shots, their percentage will be incredibly higher than ours, you know? Yeah. I don't think there is dense a population. Well, that's the thing, too, with Texas, is that we have, like, population centers. So I'm wondering yeah. how it's going out in, like, east and west Texas, where there's, like, fucking nothing, as opposed yeah. to central and north Texas, where there's so much concentrated population. Like, Dallas County, Denton County, those are two huge counties huge right ones. next to each other yeah yeah i don't know it's it's going i guess <laughs> yeah that's pretty much how it is here just um making it through i've received my second dose of the vaccine as Hooray! of this time so i'm i'm happily 95 percent immune at this point which makes me very happy i just hope my that everyone else as well good that's awesome um so does that mean you're going to a movie I would love to go to a movie. I'm going to wait until, I don't know. I'm going to wait and see, I think, after this stupid fucking mask mandate situation. Well, the like, movie you wanted to see comes out before the mandate, so. With the Rhea dragon thing? Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Okay. So you got you got one shot. Man, maybe I'll go to a movie tomorrow. No, You I'm can not go like... see a, a movie right now and then probably not ever again. Ugh. I'm not like fully, fully immune yet because I yeah. got the shot a week ago. So, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna wait on it. Immunity, immunity has to ramp up. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna be living much different now. Like I find it really frustrating that there are people out there who are just like going about their fucking lives, and meanwhile, you know, I haven't seen my family in months. It's, I mean, it's frustrating. I'm going about my my normal life. I sit here and play my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your normal life doesn't involve you going out and, like, rubbing your asshole on hot dogs at grocery stores or something. Yeah, not really. So. Um, do, do, do you know people whose life involved that? A couple. She's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, look at the, oh, bun length. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh All God. I can ask of our listeners is please fucking stay safe. Wear a mask. Continue to wear your mask. Wear two of them if you can. If you are in our Discord, you see that we throw out promotive stuff like that all the time. Yeah. I'm... Uh, yeah, we saw a thing with Dolly Parton today where she was singing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, for people to get the vaccine and stuff. It was so I awesome. I love Dolly Parton so much. She's so cool. I still think yes. about the Arnold Schwarzenegger wanna cry. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I would do anything you told me to do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we haven't gotten our emails yet on our numbers. And we signed up like a while ago, so. 
Yeah. We should check I... into that again. Yeah. But I feel like it's maybe a bit more known, so now we're more in, like, the thralls of people signing up. Whereas I know pe- that they had, like, when, after the snowpocalypse situation this year, I don't even want to call it snowpocalypse, just, like, the fucking freeze that broke Texas. Yeah. Uh, there was a week where they couldn't get vaccines out because it was too cold for them to like run the clinic. Cause it's an outdoor thing. Uh, so, okay. Um, they had to delay my dad's second shot because of that, but Boom. there's like a small backlog because of it. Yeah. Well, I think we have kind of a surprise in store for our topic. Yeah. For the listeners today. I don't um, know if y'all are expecting this one, but well, actually we were asked if we were going to do this. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And we were just kind of like, I mean, I guess we could. So I would say this is almost a celebration of what seems to be our most popular episode to date. I think so. Yeah, we got... I would um, think it has been, because we've been getting responses. Yeah, we got the most feedback on this than we've gotten on maybe all the rest of the episodes combined like a, a serious amount of people wrote in for this one which makes me very happy it lets me know that you guys are listening and that you're passionate so please continue to write in i mean even after this episode is done and gone if you think about this in the future again and you have more thoughts and you're like actually i have more to clarify feel free to continue writing in like that's one thing i want to make clear is that this podcast is just a fluid series of topics like if you have something from episode like 74 and you're like i still think about that feel free to write in about that too well that's my thing uh if if you're not i mean a quick early plug but uh if you are part of our patreon we have a secret discord where we kind of can talk about these like in like live mode you know yeah we get people kind of like live I want to say live tweeting, but like live yeah. responding to the episodes as they're listening. Live discording. Live discoursing. Because <laughs> I was actually thinking about the show before anybody had really wrote in. And I had like things that was like, oh, I should have said that. Yes. Well, guess what? I was what? able to say them. <laughs> I could I could take them to to the discord and make it part of this overall conversation. Like, yeah. I don't want you to look at the show as that's where either of our stances end or where the topic ends. Right. The discussion goes on. The discussion lives on. And it's kind of what we are doing here today. Yeah. So if you'll allow me, I want to crack this open. Oh, please. I've been waiting all day. Ooh, snappy. Oh, that goes down cold and smooth. Ooh, that's really good. Where to begin with this one? I think that, uh... Okay. <laughs> I will start with one thing. Okay. Before we get to any of our responses, just... Because I don't want you guys to feel like we're editing things that you've written to us. But I just want to note, as the discussions progressed, we seem to move into a different topic in my mind. Yeah. So our topic last time was more inclusivity. And I understand that race is part of an inclusive topic. Just by, like, matter of association. Yeah, we almost just kind of went down, leaving the idea of inclusiveness and going down, you know, like, racism in America, kind of. Yeah, we went a little bit into the racism rabbit hole. So, you know, we kind of took out... Actually, there were points I was going to make in the show, 
when we were recording that I kind of took out because I was like, well, this is a different idea. Because, like, uh, I'd even told you before the show I was going to talk about Mr. Popo from Dragon Ball. Because oh, yeah. He's, yeah, like, but but to me, that was more of, like, a race thing. It wasn't inclusive. It's not inclusive to have him in it, you know? Right. <laughs> I was like, if anything, it's a little bit divisive. Yeah, it was... It really was a different topic than what we were going on about, so I took him out of the conversation. Yeah, so for, for those of you who are not in the know, uh, Mr. Popo, is that his name? Mm-hmm. He's like, so his character in Dragon Ball, it's, um, how would you describe him? <laughs> I mean, he is pretty much the animated version of Blackface. Yeah, he looks a lot like Jinx the Pokemon, like his... He's literally just got like a, a black as night face with like bright red lips. And yeah. as far as I know, from what you've told me in the program, he's not intended to be written as a black character or in black face. He's just like, he's some being that I uh, is like how I take it. Like he's okay. just, he's just a thing because Dragon Ball is full of like tigers that walk around in clothing and stuff. Like there's almost no one type of people, you know what yeah. I mean? So they're not, like, trying to bring ill will with the depiction of this character, yeah. but, like... Plus, he has, like, elf ears. Like, he has pointed ears, unlike a human, so I don't take him as human. Okay. This kind of reminds me... We're, we're straying off-topic briefly here, but I want to also mention, like, there's an episode of Community that, um... What's his face? What's the name of the the Asian judge on The Masked Singer? Ken uh, Jeong. Yeah. He is Dr. Ken. Dr. Ken, his his character in community dresses up almost exactly like Mr. Popo, like paints his skin fucking black, like terrifying black. Okay. And I can't remember if he had red lips or not, maybe, but they yeah. they had to remove that episode. They're like, we're just kind yeah. of taking it out because it can be construed as blackface when he wasn't actually trying to dress up in blackface. He was dressing up yeah. as a, a dark elf or something, but yeah. they just wanted to like nip it in the bud. I know that we had some some topics that went down that way. We actually had a lot of conversations about that type that like type of thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is kind of its own topic that would merit its own discussion. Yeah. So if that is something you guys would like at some point in the future, please let us know if that is something you would want us to go deep on. Yeah. I mean, as as two white people, I know that we have not been particularly discriminated against in our lives. So maybe our viewpoints on racism would not be as poignant of somebody of color. But if you guys want us to d dig deep on that one, we can definitely go in. Yeah. Just I know we'll know. probably hit some of that stuff because, I mean, we did kind of touch it in the show. Yeah, inevitably. Yeah, but uh, we're going to try to stick more to the idea of that inclusiveness, which was the main thought in the last one inclusiveness and also cancel culture so yeah but we, we started... have all of your other comments they're still here to be discussed for a future time yeah <laughs> so where it started and i think where the conversation also got respurred in the discord is um jasper from twilight <laughs> okay can i just say how much of a deal that was <laughs> it's the thing that i kept coming back to and it's like the conversation as a whole would like move down a path and then be like so this fucking vampire right so bring it back to this vampire this fictional vampire who fought for the south well like it was such 
I feel like it was such a thing because everybody's like, it's Twilight. Like, who cares that much? But I know that the argument was made that it is still media. It's media that, like, our kids are going to read. Right. Right. And what are they going to take away from it? Yeah, exactly. Ismail is the patron who kicked off the discussion in our Discord, and he says, I don't hate Jasper for fighting for the South. People got to remember that some people just fought because that's where he lived at the time. Dude's lived 100 years. He's had to notice the right and wrongs of life. Also, all caps, he's not real, four exclamation points. <laughs> well, so like, that was one of my big things. It's like, are you really paying that much attention to this fictional vampire that it's going to make you be less inclusive in other ways? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to say because, I mean, it's it's a topic that has been written on for centuries at this point and like i don't know i mean i've I've like even heard it said you know you like you like give bad bits to people it's kind of like the frog in the pot thing like Yeah. yeah it's not a big deal that he was in the confederacy because it's like a small thing but then like well, that was okay. So what's wrong with this? It's like a little worse. And this, it's like a little worse until yeah. you get to a bad spot. So I understand how you can look at this and be like, no, that's the seed that will go further. You know? Yeah, exactly. So I can, so I can understand that. I still take it as he was a human then. What did it matter? But then I also, so Taylor had looked more into it because uh, some other people had said, well, you know, why couldn't he have still been for the union, right? And then yeah. the story go this way. And it it was like, well, the person that turned him was in Mexico at the time. So she would encounter somebody from Texas. Okay. And then so I said, well, then I guess why couldn't he have, why couldn't she have come from Canada? <laughs> okay. You know, like, like, like there's always a way to argument around it, right? Yeah, sure. But if the story's the story, it just is. Right, like the author intended something with it. What, we may never know, but obviously she wanted him to have fought for the South. She wanted that piece of his character. Because I think it puts him on the bad side, and now he's being a good person. You know, like, he's, like, rising from his bad past. That's what I take it as. Right, and... But actually, what I took it as, I said, hey, the lady that wrote that wrote this as, like, a wet dream book. (laughs) (laughs) she had this idea of a vampire that she thought was hot and wrote this fictional book series about that right right i said i guarantee she just said i want a hot southern vampire and just wrote a texas boy you know okay yeah and that it's almost nothing more than well i guess if he's in texas i guess he had to fight for them and just merged it around the fact that she wanted a southern vampire yeah and another one of our patrons des brought up the important idea that it also seems kind of like white savory in that because it's like oh he wasn't actually bad see he's trying to help the the black people in this it's it's not all bad he's being a yeah. good boy so there it's i mean it's just problematic all the way down to its core i think but then it's like is any story that would take place in that time gonna be problematic no matter what. I suppose. Uh, so Taylor had wrote, uh, I think we need to stop taking things like this and ripping it apart. Just take it for what it is. Written in the time that it was, we weren't as aware. Like, life sucks as it is, but now it's 2021, so let's just let people enjoy what they enjoy and not assume that because you like Harry Potter, you're transphobic. If you like Twilight, 
you're supporting the Confederate Army. That if you like Greece, because that was a thing we got into after oh. all this. Yeah. Uh, you're misogynistic. Just just be better and more aware going forward. Because obviously she doesn't like that logic can be applied to everything. Mostly media and pop culture things. Right. So it's like, it was then. Why are we trying to change things from the past? Because then you're almost trying to censor out where we came from. And going like, yeah, look, we used to write stuff like this. But now we don't. Right. Instead of letting it be there to go, yeah, we don't do that now. Yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of points to be made for things like that. Like, it's why they keep the N-word in the, the Tom and Huck series. Like, it's just, hmm. it's a it's a thing that yeah. is a part of the Huck Finn universe, you know? It's problematic as it was, but now we know, like, that's not a thing that you call somebody. But it is also a depiction of the time. Like, if yeah. you strip that word out, you can't know how harsh that time was. Yeah, yeah. That is that is how that was. And if you're supposed to educate yourself, you have to know that's how it was. We can't right. tell you that it wasn't this way, because then you'll think, it was never that bad. Yeah. I mean, you have to leave it... You have to leave things in somewhere for you to know about them. Right. Know? It's important to consume things in context. And then it's like, but what does it matter about a vampire when we're just trying to figure out if she's going to like the werewolf boy or the vampire boy? <laughs> that's the really, premise that's the of the story. Here. There is no team Confederate or team Union. It's you know? all team Jacob or team Edward. Exactly. So, you know, it was just one of those things. But yeah. I agree. We'd be better going forward. It's right. like... It's like you said, leave it better than you found it. Yeah. We, we, we found novelizations like this. Let's make them better going forward. Yeah. Or as so, Kratos would say, don't be sorry because it was there. Just be better. Good point. Um, Desi's response to Taylor's comments, she said, I'd have to disagree. I think it's important to pick apart and analyze media, especially media that we hold dear in our hearts and minds. What is subconsciously influencing us? What are we subconsciously normalizing because we connect with and are nostalgic for a certain media? By no means do we need to burn all our Harry Potter books or lament ever being a fan or even look back on those days of midnight releases and wand waving with scorn, but we really should acknowledge the offensive things hidden throughout, whether intentionally written or not. And then she says, this episode was a lot, you guys. Well, yeah. I definitely think there is a serious harm to be caused by mob mentality and blindly canceling various people and artworks. But at the other side of it, there is truth. People are hurting, which I think is really important to acknowledge. Like it is important to see things in the context that they were written and to, to kind of understand what the author was trying to convey. But if the author's intent is not coming through and the impact is stronger, I think it's important to pick it apart, analyze it, and trying to figure out, like, what are they actually doing here? Like, why is this written this way? Is someone really going to look at Twilight and be reading it and say, what's the deeper message I'm supposed to come away with here? <laughs> well, so think about it. I don't it, like, think it's, like, a big thing for you to be worried about, you know? If they take Twilight, like, several years in the future, I don't think they'll take Twilight to this extent, but we're... Well, yeah. Our children will be reading books in school and picking them apart and analyzing them as pieces of media. Like, what is the author's intent behind this? That's exactly what English class is. Well, see, I also hate that. Because <laughs> what if there was no intent? But you can't say that. Like, there's got to be intent. Like, the well, Great Gatsby, that green true. lamp. Like, why is it a green <clears throat> lamp? You know, why didn't they go with a red lamp or a blue lamp? Why did, why did the author choose green here? Well, see, we... 
watched a movie one time. I can't remember the movie, but like I think it was Finding Forrester. And it's this kid that like reads this book and he does this whole dissertation on it and he goes to the author's home and he's all like oh my god like you're still alive and you you live in my town and he's like i wanted to talk about your book with you and he's like what about it and so he starts like going through his whole dissertation of his book with him and he goes yeah none of that's true because there was nothing behind it right well like you can't know that everything has a meaning as well you can't know but it's important to analyze it and i think to spark discussions like this is what is beautiful about media. Like this, this is exactly why we have the arts is for people to put yeah. things out there to write stuff. And then for people to interpret it apart and interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. To figure out what it means to them. So I think that if something is written with a certain intent, it'll come across hopefully in enough of the writing and in enough of the people that was like us in vivarium yeah we yeah. literally took it so different absolutely but what is the intent we don't know but your intent was much <laughs> deeper than mine yeah i went ooh spooky <laughs> and you went ooh domesticness like you <laughs> took it somewhere you know right but that's also the thing if you're bothered by the confederacy thing it's valid yeah and if you're not it's still valid sure because art is not art is as we said your interpretation and if you interpret it in a way you don't like then you just shouldn't partake in it but that art is still there for someone else to interpret in a good way it's fully subjective yeah Yeah. i think that you know there's limits to it i mean we we had one patron Ferdin who was posting photos of like accidental quote unquote accidental stage design where they designed the stage for one of Trump's oh, speeches to look like yeah. a fucking Nazi rune like yeah, not that... a swastika but an old school Nordic thing or something yeah I and was like, like whoa so it's hard to tell like is that just the stage designer's way of expressing themselves do they just like this shape or are they actually like expressing Nazism Nazism yeah <laughs> so I, exactly. I mean who's to say Who's to say? There's there's definitely, like, authors, artists, people who just create stuff. They have the opportunity at every turn to hide little insidious things inside their media. And yeah. it can be picked up on by just the slightest, you know, smallest group of people out there. And they're like, ah, I see this. I see what the author is doing. And if it's yeah. done accidentally in the reverse, like, maybe the author didn't mean to do that. And it's just like out there now and they have to come out with their intent and be like actually i'm not a white supremacist i didn't mean to do this yeah so uh so like taylor had said she said um like we should absolutely acknowledge the bad parts of the things that we consume so that like i said we go forward doing better but i don't like that we should just condemn people for liking things that could be problematic to someone else because there's going to be something in everything yeah um i mean so in the Discord, I even had stated, like, most of what I like is pretty problematic. And I feel like it's very true. Yeah, I mean... A lot of my taste is problematic. You do love South Park. I do love South Park, and I don't know how you could think it's problematic. <laughs> I mean, they push the... Well, they push the... I, I was going to say in comedy, because there's a lot of comics that I watch that 
discuss how comedy is meant to push the envelope to really push you to your limit to question something. Yeah, I think... But people don't like those comics because, well, now you're just too offensive. I think that it's important in comedy to punch up. Like... Yeah. Don't... Don't ever punch down at the at the people below you. Don't make fun of people that have a lesser status in society okay. or have yeah. more to lose. Punch yeah. up at like Jeff Bezos, etc. I mean, that's why um, that's why Dave Chappelle is one of my favorite comics. He doesn't really punch. He punches sideways. He punches at people. <laughs> okay. Like he doesn't punch at somebody with a high status or somebody with a low status. He points at people. Yeah. Like. We are all these people, but look at what these people do. Look at what these people do. And then compares how it's funny that we are so different, you know? Yeah. I have heard that statement before. And so I I was just thinking, I was like, man, he really doesn't go high. He stays like down here with us, but he doesn't like go below, you know? He kind of punches his own community. Kind of, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that people can like that others just won't ever you know yeah and i mean i know we've talked about like the harry potter stuff a bunch uh-huh right um <clears throat> i know that people don't like her and i think that's fine but like do people really get mad at others for liking harry potter like like if i said i like harry potter are people gonna be like wow what a bad person well <laughs> is that like a thing that happens I don't think so. Like, outside of the internet, I haven't seen that interaction. I mean, I think there's enough people that enjoy Harry Potter. Well, and... most people I know like Harry Potter. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a fine thing to like, as long as you can acknowledge that there are bad things within it, you know? Yeah. Like, one thing that you said on the Discord kind of resonated with me is that there's people that get offended on someone's behalf. Like, people getting mad at people because they know somebody who could be upset by the things that they said. Okay. So I'm not going to take full credit for that. I parroted that. Taylor has been saying that for a long time. Okay. Because TikTok is so full of videos, like the anti-Semitic one. Yeah. Taylor brings me so many videos where it's like, um, mostly she yells about like dog, dog stuff. Okay. Like people (laughs) will post like a picture of them and their dog and everyone's like, oh my God, you're so abusive to that dog. Oh, like, like if I were to post a video of me dr- drumming on Jinx. Oh, right? man. Dogs That's... love to be drummed on, man. <laughs> oh, TikTok would call you the most abusive animal owner on the planet. Oh. But who are you saying that for? Right. Like, are you mad on behalf of the dog or well, the like, dog's wagging its tail? Yeah. Like, who are you mad for? And there's so many videos that she'll bring up where she's like, look at what these people are saying about it. And she's like. Do you even think this impacts him or are they saying it for somebody else? Yeah. So she's been saying that for a long time. So I kind of, the way the conversation was going, I was like, you know what? That's a good point. So I kind of brought that into the fold. Yeah. So one thing Taylor said on the Discord is that she said, I wonder if half the shit people get mad about are even real anger because it's just people being offended on behalf of other people who actually could give two shits about it. Well, see, what made me even bring it up what made me think of that was actually Desi. Yeah. And so she actually wrote some more about it. She was saying, uh, it's actually tough to tell. Uh, the thing about marginalized groups is no one speaks for the whole group. Members of the group will have differing opinions on what does and doesn't offend them. 
I think you just have to work really hard to root out what is overblown and sensationalism and what has true heart and hurt behind it. Just listen and analyze. Yeah. Because I think she that had is... discussed her being ripped apart for liking Harley stuff. Yes. And that is like huge. So and Desi that's had what her made on... me bring that up because. Yes. We had her on previously because she's like a, a very big cosplayer yeah. and she is huge in the Harley community. She's one of like the original Harley cosplayers, I guess is yeah. what, what I would say. Um, so she has a lot of big mm-hmm. opinions on the, the Joker and Harley relationship in yeah. comics and how it has evolved over the last decade and a half. And she gets a lot of shit for it online. I mean, I, I get it when you, I guess at face value, look at it. It is a, I wouldn't really call it like an, I mean, it is an abusive relationship because he doesn't yeah. like, fill her with the love that she needs and stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, First and foremost, it is a fictional relationship. <laughs> and yeah. I, I I know nothing about the comics other than what I see Des post in discourse on it. So like I mean, I'm pretty well versed. <laughs> so knowing that it's like he Joker is like physically abusive to Harley and God I hope we're not gonna get any like angry ho- comic book fans writing in about <laughs> this. But like from what I know, he's physically and emotionally and verbally abusive to Harley and she continues to love him and persevere through it and that's like the appeal of their relationship is like you can tell that it's a little bit Stockholm syndrome it's a little bit like it's just all around not a healthy relationship but it is a fictional relationship and it's important for people to realize that there are not enjoying the character doesn't mean that you're yeah. championing that real people should act like this you know well, I mean okay I mean, first of all, he's the fucking Joker. You think he's going to be normal in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> Two, it is kind of Stockholmsy, but it's more like he opened a freedom in her that she didn't know she had. Okay. So, I mean, he gave her, like, a great good. It's just he's bad in those ways, you know? Okay. So, I mean, I see that part of it, too. I mean, it's not like... It's just an abusive thing and she gets nothing from it, but just continues to love hoping to get something from it, you know? Right. She gained something from it to start. That was the whole premise of their relationship. So, I mean, I get it, but I mean, that's not really the focus of him. Most of the time, he's just like, he just doesn't care about her. Okay. Granted, it's probably a bit more toned down for like a cartoon show. Yeah. And other stuff, you know? I think that there are people, there are fans out there that maybe have been in an abusive relationship or know some people in abusive relationships and they want to be the ones to go out there and say like, this is wrong and you shouldn't romanticize it. And like, I get that, but yeah, it's also a comic book and that is what it boils down to. Like, I guess I mean, the, the devil's advocate could apply and say like, you know, this is just as insidious as having a... <laughs> A vampire who fights for the Confederate yeah. army, like. Okay, so then let me ask you this though, Bonnie and Clyde. Okay. Evil people by any standard, right? Yeah. Hurt people, did stuff. They are so romanticized. They really because are. They were truly in love. Yeah. They were so truly in love, and that's great. They just happen to rob people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like the same thing. Like there's a. There's something good about it, 
it may not be good overall, but how many things are just good overall? Yeah, there's, there's layers perfect. to it. Like like Shrek or onions. Yeah, there's a layer to what's going on there, you know? Yeah, a seven-layer bean dip of relationships. But so, yeah, when Desi brought that up, because I, I know that people have probably yelled at her, like, you're the reason why people can't get in good relationships because you promote oh. this out there, like, show weird stuff. And to think that people are yelling at her just because she likes something. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. And who are you to yell at her? Go yell at whoever's writing it then, because that's who you yeah. should care about. Honestly. Go yell at somebody else. <laughs> like, like the people that like it, I don't understand. Because I guarantee, I guarantee, you know, people could completely trash me for liking Zombie Tramp. It's called sure. fucking Zombie Tramp. Yeah. <laughs> the name alone does not spell good things. But... I like it because there's stuff in it that is not so bad. Right. The heart of it is not that bad. Yeah. It's the, it's the extremities, the outside pieces that look bad until you get in there. Until you <laughs> really get to that get it. rotten flesh inside. <laughs> there's that like that little core at the center of every zombie tramp. Yeah. So, you know, that's something that bothers me too. And like, you know, Desi had said, you gotta, like, try to figure out what's what. Yeah. And so I was trying to kind of, like, take it to a joke, a little bit South Parky in <laughs> the Discord, because I was like, maybe there should be a more bureaucratic method of, I want to file a complaint to not like this, you know? <laughs> right. Because, because it's true. How do you know who's trolling to just be, like, a shock and awe thing, and who actually has a valid voice to be like, this hurts me deep down? Yes, right. It's hard to pick that out because usually the people yelling the loudest aren't the ones that are actually hurt by it. That's extremely true. Yeah, it's just people that they they feel like they're offended and they want to overblow something and make it all about them. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ismail had, um, had voiced one of the opinions that I'd a actually talked about earlier. He said that, I honestly don't think that the bad things from history should go away because they did exist. We just need to learn not to repeat them again, because then you'll get actual ignorant children in schools believing <laughs> believing the facts are fake news. You yeah, know? right. And he also brought up the fact that um, there's like an abridged version of Anne Frank's diary out there. We we'd address this a few episodes back, like several months back, I think now at this point. But like, yeah, because it, it was somebody that I worked with that told yeah. me that it happened to their daughter, which is just wild. Like they're they're removing the war from Anne Frank's diary, which is about the war. That's so... the premise of what she's doing there, you know? Yes. So truly like we can't just throw sand over the cat turd of world war two and call it yeah. a day. You have yeah. to actually acknowledge it and like get down to the facts of it. And then, uh, I thought that you would like this. I came to the discord cause I mean, we were having full conversations. I, w I was thinking, yeah. So I thought more about your intent versus the impact quote. Yeah. Right? And when I was thinking about it, I felt like that quote really heavily pertained to like a written statement. Uh-huh. Because even when you brought it up, you would brought up like the Constitution, you know, its yeah. impact versus now or well, its intent versus now. Yeah. 
Because when you write it, you literally have zero intent that can be gathered from it. Right. And so, you know, again, to make it funny, we brought up the Key and Peel thing where they're texting each other. <laughs> and no matter what he says, it's nice. He's like, oh, this guy wants to go. And he gets so mad about it, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like if, if, if we're having a face-to-face conversation, you'll pick up my intent. It's a lot yeah. easier to pick up intent in body language, tone, and all that. But Absolutely. when it is written, which ties into the whole vampire shit again. That was written, so we don't know. Yeah, I mean... So, I understand how that applies more. Definitely. So, you had said, like, it'll be different based on your personal interpretation, and I think that's completely true, but I think that the impact versus intent can really be applied to anything, because there's so many people that use that shitty defense. They're like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. Why do you have to get offended? But then, yeah. what, what did you mean, and can you word it better? So... Like, the way I took that quote is if you stumbled into a phrase or something that you didn't know was hurtful and you hurt somebody with it, then that's your fault. That's on you. But you didn't know this time. It's okay. And we'll forgive you. But you can do next time. You can go forward, like, doing better, knowing better. Yeah. I think it's just intent versus impact. It's easier to apply it to a written thing. But I think that it can be applied overall. Yeah. And then Taylor had chimed in on that one. And just said, uh, I think that's why people are quick to get offended and quick to react is because they think everyone should know better, like from the get go. Right. But my life experience is different than yours. So how will you know unless someone tells you? I also wanted to say that I don't really like the term devil's advocate. Like, I think it should be okay to, to, to try to view other sides of the situation and question things that's human nature otherwise the world would just be a giant echo chamber and things would never change or progress yeah i mean i i agree with that i think i think the devil's advocate is an important thing to have in an argument because you have to you really have to put it in perspective view things from both sides and i mean i I, guess sometimes it could sound like if you're the the devil's advocate you're pro that other side but it's really yeah. just saying, like, I'm playing the other side, right? Yeah, it's it's just a term that I never really knew the origin of this term. So I thought, why don't I look it up just to see? Okay. <laughs> and the devil's advocate is actually, like, an appointed position by the church to question miracles. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> like, apparently so... the Catholic Church needs somebody to, like, come in and be like, was that boy really blind? Or <laughs> So... So it's a person that believes the miracle occurred and they're just like, all right, you're the other side of the debate. Go. Yes. And he's like, but, but like I saw it. Okay. Were there strings involved? I don't know. <laughs> like literally advocating for the devil in that argument. So that's where the term comes from. Um, that's really funny. Just a nugget of information for you guys. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I think, I think it is an important thing to have a devil's advocate. Maybe, maybe the terminology kind of sucks, but. Yeah. It's it's just the phrase that we that we use. I really think I should have been in debate. I've never thought about it before. Yeah, I, I can't but, believe that you but weren't. I like to even if it's my own viewpoint, I love to go, well what how can somebody view it the other way? Yeah. And I think the thing that made me really get into that mindset <clears throat> is actually this thing that I watched about actors who play bad guys. You know? Okay. When, 
when an actor goes in to play a bad guy, if they're going to sell it, they have to believe their point. Yes. How can I believe, you know, that stealing the nuclear launch codes and blowing up the U.S. is the right thing to do? But to play it right, you have to come up with that reason, you know? Yeah. And I remember always being like, could I come up with these reasons? And so I started to kind of always try to figure out what could twist you to look at it the other way, you know? Yeah. And now I love to try to figure out how can somebody view this on the other side, but believe their side so completely. It's a good way to strengthen your own argument, too. Like, you have to, especially within the I last... I wish you could see, I'm, like, talking about that, and I'm doing the, like, thumb on the finger, like, point thing. Like, I'm some <laughs> kind of politician, like, and then you really gotta believe it. You gotta sell it. <laughs> it's true. I mean, with the last, just, the, the events of humanity in the last couple of years, there's been yeah. a lot of, like arguments that I've had with people that I know and love like and you have to just kind of put yourself in their shoes for a moment play your own devil's advocate and be like why do they think like this and how can I bring them around to my viewpoint yeah it's it's a good way of thinking and I encourage everyone to kind of play your own devil's advocate and dig around in your soul see what you got hiding in there (laughs) Uh, and then we had a couple more people chime in (laughs) That I won't lie, I was waiting for these two people to chime in. I know, same. <laughs> because I was like, you know what? If I really messed up, these two people are gonna jump on me. Hold, hold on. I, Before you start this, okay, okay. So I wanted to just point out, you're the only straight white male on our Discord. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> And then I go to it real quick, and I look around. And, I'm just like yeah. so proud of our little group. Everyone, there's we have such a diverse set of patrons. It's wonderful. We have a good a good friend group. Yeah, I know. It could be a it could be more diverse. Yeah, I would love more diversity. Um, I like to have a diverse friend group because it does bring other aspects into your world. You know. Yeah, you get so many different viewpoints, and it makes your world less of an echo chamber. Yeah, Um, you know, just just a quick one. I actually just saw a TikTok about Miles Morales, and this guy was trying to make the art the argument that he is one hundred percent black, zero percent Latino in any way. And the video gets cut off when he says that, and then this Latino guy gets on and goes, "He's not Latino," and he starts like (laughs) combing through. Spider-Verse and pointing out everything that proves that he is. And he goes, did you not know you can be Afro-Latino? Do you know you can be both? You don't have to be one thing in this world? Like, what the <laughs> hell's wrong with you? And I was like, yeah, yeah fuck this dude. Because, <laughs> like, how how are you going to say that and try to just go, no, you can't be more than one thing? Yeah, that that's so one-dimensional. I've always been just curious about other people. How do you get through the day... That's different than my day. And I just yeah. like to know that shit. I like, just like I don't, it. I don't know how people can have a friend group that's just like carbon copies of themselves. I guess I guess no judgment, but like <laughs> get some diversity in your friend group if you don't have some. Yeah, I know. Like you just need it. People with all different so walks fun. of life, they have different things to say and you should you should hear them out. I really wanted to know if Jose and Ferdin were gonna yell at me. Yeah. Because I, I even said in the show, uh I was like, if anyone's in trouble, it's going to be me. 
these two are good barometers for like how bad do we fuck up and i really thought that if i really overstep something they would probably be the few that would just like jump my shit yeah so i actually got a text from ferdin okay after all of our talking even after everything in the discord yeah like like we did all the discord stuff and I got a text directly from him, and he was like, are you mad at me? <laughs> Which I don't know how he could think that, because I was responding to him in the Discord, but I was like, of course not. You're my cinnamon apple. Aww. What are you talking about? And, and he was like, well, I thought I was really harsh. And I was like, dude, you said that you sided with me on shit. I think so he was very gentle I'm pretty good. Yeah. So I was like, I feel pretty good. Because it... Wasn't like, who, Robert, you done fucked up here, you know? Because <laughs> that's what I was waiting for if I really did, you know? Yeah. So Jose chimed in and he said, uh, I think if you are a large studio or aiming to make a game for e- that like everyone can be part of, so you this should is, research this is the names. So like the Destiny stuff, right? Yeah, moving on to the Blood and Honor Nazi slogan. Okay. Uh, and he was just saying, you know, if you're, if you're like a big media presence should probably do a little more research into the names because he had also never heard of blood and honor but it just instantly gives a very (laughs) hitler-esque vibe he said with all that white power and nazi bullshit they always try to sneak it in slowly if history was different then maybe we could just look past it but people die and continue to deal with the ideals of that so we can't just ignore these slight mistakes and people need to know it's wrong if we didn't have to go around correcting all the bullshit humans have done in the past, we would have flying cars and time travel by now. And I totally agree with him about them like trying to sneak it in slowly. Like We also talked in the Discord about having that stupid white power hand symbol that fucking Nazis do behind Trump and his campaign rallies or whatever. Okay. I had to ask what that was. Have you I didn't know what that, that was. I no. it was like a brief thing. I saw several YouTube videos just like detailing all the different times that this symbol came up but in also, and around Nazism. I never watched anything that had to do with him for like rallies and stuff. So I just never yeah. came across it, I guess. You yeah. Know? It it was hard to like swallow that type of media whenever he was all over the fucking news, but I made myself watch it so that I could stay alert. When I read this, I was like, you know what? Probably a good point because we just had like a neo-Nazi scare like five years ago. Yeah. Like we just had new Nazis show up. Yeah. So that idealism <laughs> is kind of right there still. It really is. And it, they so, know that because they're not like. I was, I was pretty like against the needing to do the name thing. And that made me really think about it. Yeah. I'm glad. So. It, it's one of those things where they hide it in plain sight because they know that their kind are out there and they just have to like do a stupid little secret signal to, to let them know like, hey, I'm a shitty person too. <laughs> <laughs> if Ferdin wrote this humongous thing. Yes. Uh, would you like to tackle this one? Sure. Um, he couldn't actually send it to us in the Discord because he exceeded the character limit. So I, yeah. I'm impressed with him on that. Good job. Um, So he says, let me start off by saying cancel culture is absolute shit and only truly works like 10% of the time. Generally, I'm not the type to really be offended by much. I never got upset when people would say something was gay or like, don't be a F word or whatever. 
personally, I get Robert on this for some of the stuff y'all talked about because I feel like given the generation we grew up in, our kind of formative years where you could watch a movie and it can have a character in it fully in blackface where that's written as part of his character by a white guy and it was funny at the time. Okay. Do you know what he's talking about? Tropic Thunder? Tropic Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, I mean, I read that and was like, oh, he's totally talking Robert Downey Jr. right there. I feel like that movie is so far removed from itself. Like, it knows what it's doing. You know, he's like, I'm a dude pretending to no, be yeah. a dude pretending to be another Disguised dude. Disguised like, as another dude. Yeah. He, he fully is in. He's so far deep in that character that it's acceptable in that portrayal. But there's definitely like a lot of media in the 90s and the 2000s. Yeah, so he discusses it here. Um, I feel like movies and media in general could get away with a lot more because casual racism was deemed as acceptable by the masses in like the 90s and the aughts. That's maybe why I'm not as offended because I'm desensitized to it. Um, but just because I'm not offended doesn't mean that it's not offensive. I, can... I love that sentence. Yes. I can recognize that some actions and rhetoric hurt people. And now that I know that people get offended, I try to be better at not perpetuating some of those things. What I understood Robert to say about a lot of this was that he doesn't understand why some people get offended by some things because he's not offended by them directly. I found myself kind of identifying with this when y'all talked about ableism because this doesn't personally affect me or anyone in my orbit. I've never really put much thought into how saying something is crazy or in parentheses, please don't cancel me for this parking in a handicapped spot for five minutes while I run into the store when the parking lot is completely full. I clutched my pearls. I did too, sir. Please (laughs) don't do that again. (laughs) I'm not canceling you. This is your warning. This is your cancellation warning. This is your warning. Don't park in handicap spots. <laughs> okay, so one thing Fern said in here, uh, he says that, yeah, we, we wouldn't find it offensive because we're not personally affected by it. And that, like, that really struck a chord because I think that right there is the definition of white privilege, you know? Yeah. Like, we, you and I don't have a lot to worry about as far as, like, racism goes, you know? There's, no, there's nothing out there that's, like, I see something... I don't, I, don't, I don't even have an example. That's how far removed I am from it. Like, I'm not affected directly by racism in my day-to-day life. And that right there is white privilege. I think we got another write-in that had a thing in there about this. Yeah. And that I also have a personal comment to make about it. But again, if you guys want those in a separate racism pod, that could happen. But if if we get enough requests for it, we'll... Yeah, We'll go down that scary hole. Yeah, we're going to remove it from this for now because that is, as he said in a uh, sentence up above that we didn't read, systematic racism. Where did he write that? I just thought. Yeah, systematic systematic racism racism is a longer subject. Yeah. Um, There was also some commentary that I received from a couple people that I seemed very uncomfortable recording this episode. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I was uncomfortable. And that... I don't want you guys to feel like I don't want to talk about it because I do. And I think these are things that need to be talked about. But like, I just feel that I would feel so bad if I hurt somebody that I'm trying to choose my words as carefully as possible. So that is where the discomfort lies. Not, I'm not uncomfortable with the topic as a whole. I'm uncomfortable thinking that I could hurt somebody. I know that this is going to sound mean. Okay. But I was so 
eating the energy of your uncomfortableness. Uh, I know you you live off of me being uncomfortable. <laughs> I was just like, yes. How much? How much farther can I push this? <laughs> I don't have a lot of problems with this stuff because it's real and it's out there. Yeah, I'll say all these bad words because they are words. Just because I have said it in discussing it doesn't mean I am using it in its purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. So I don't have a problem with that kind of stuff. I'll say all that shit. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind having a discussion. Yeah. If you understand that I'm having a discussion, I would hope that you would be okay that I say the things I am saying. Right. Because I am trying to, we'll just go ahead and say devil's advocate and say, what if I'm going to spin it this bad way? Okay. And play the other side, you know? Yeah. Someone's going to have to. We can't just agree that that bad side's not there. Somebody's got to. It's always yeah, got to so, be me, so. So Ferdin continues here in that vein. He says, I think this all comes down to a challenge to challenging points of view. So when you're a person in a marginalized group or you have loved ones or friends who are affected by negative things, it opens your eyes a little bit more. Like we were saying about, you know, how diverse our friend group is. Mm-hmm. Um he also says, when you guys talked about the Coke inclusivity training thing, you mentioned how Coke implies being arrogant, ignorant, equated to being white. And he says, I'm not sure if you were exactly offended by it, but you did sound taken aback, which I think is kind of a taste of all of what you've talked about. Hopefully this makes sense and it doesn't come off as, quote unquote, too woke, because that's pretty annoying. And there's a whole lot more stuff I wanted to get into about secret Nazis and my own experiences being a target of bigotry, but this is already so long. Yeah, I, and I wish you had gone into yeah. that because there's, I mean, there is, there's just so much in this topic and this is not even one. This is like three topics in one. I mean, it this truly is so is. many places. Yeah. But I am glad that you wrote in about um, us being offended by Coke because I, I feel like I was, maybe I didn't come across as clear, but I was the opposite of offended. I thought that it was like, first of all, kind of funny that they would equate arrogance with whiteness because it's true. Like we're, we're yeah, by like, far the most arrogant race there is. It's, I was thinking about it when he said it sounded like we were taken aback. So I was like, all right, so what did I say? And I was like, yeah. I had said, I like how they use this, right? Uh-huh. And so that can be taken as like sarcastic. Like, well, I like how they used white people meaning this, you know? Right. But I meant it as like, I like how they use this because it's <laughs> pretty on the nose. <laughs> And it's pretty funny. It takes a stab right at white privilege. I mean, it truly does. I was mostly I just... I kind of wanted to, like, applaud him a little bit. I was just confused, though. So, like, what what did they well, need him? Why did they need... It sounded straight up like just a dig. I just... I don't know why they felt the need to phrase it, be less white. Because yeah. in that vein, do they want their employees to, quote unquote, act more black? Or, like, do they want them to act like any other culture? And what do they mean yeah. by that? I want to know if Coke is, like, bothering to hire less white or if they just want their white employees to be more relatable to people of color, you know? Yeah. Is it an internal employee attitude issue? Does it need to be associated with race? It was just, it was a really strange turn of phrase for them to go on. I guess one of us needs to get a job at Coke and we need to find out. Yeah, get a mole in there. Get the Coke mole. So I read uh, Ferdin's thing here. He mentioned me twice and none of them said, I hate you. So I was very happy. Yes. And I was like, good. I passed this pod. Good for me. Yeah. Um, We had one single listener who was not in our Patreon Discord write in, and I would like to read 
his comments. Yes, so you told me that. I have not heard it yet. I'm yeah. ready to hear. Okay, so this is actually a really, um, this is a good point of view that we did not get within our Discord, so I'm excited about this. He starts his email saying, so, I have things from this episode. I'll try to keep it short. Stuff, things. I'll start with the least controversial, and that's the disability discussion. I'm actually against inclusive terms or wording of sentences for my quote-unquote feelings. I can't speak for all people with disabilities, but I, for one, feel like this underplays all the hard work I put into my life for a sense of normalcy. I don't want to be treated differently. I'm reminded every morning that I have a disability when I look in the mirror, and it's fucking depressing. So I don't need a reminder all day when I interact with people. I worked my ass off to be independent, to be seen as equal. I graduated tech school with a 4.0 GPA, got married, have have a child, have a job that pays well. I done Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a few years and not once claimed disability. And I did all this because I felt like anything less is cheating myself. I want to be just treated equal. I don't want special treatment. As you know, here he's talking to me. I asked my friends not to pull punches and not to step around my cerebral palsy. Joking about our faults helped our friendship, so I think by using this language, you're encroaching on the normalcy we want. So, now I'm going to touch lightly on cancel culture and racism. Okay, so, before we get into the other one, good, that's what I had said. Yeah. If you try to make it so evident, you're just going to single them out more. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've I've known this guy for a long time, and just... (laughs) I used to be uncomfortable because he's, he's my husband's best friend. So okay. there, he always jokes about him and just like says these things that are like, why are you saying this to his face? This is so mean. But it it's just the way that they joke together about his cerebral palsy. It helps him deal with it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's also just guys. I guys, guess. We, we are really just mean to each other for no reason. Guys being dudes. Friends guys. being lads. What's better than that? Guys being dudes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So second half of his email, he says, now I'm going to touch lightly on cancel culture and racism. First, they're both stupid and a waste of energy. Cancel culture started out innocently and got rid of some really crappy people and things in our culture. But now I feel like if anything is remotely disliked or controversial, people attempt to cancel it. I mean, they tried to cancel baby Yoda for eating fictional eggs. Come on. I feel like the mob has seen that they have power and they're now overusing it. And he did signs that, off. Did did that really happen? Yeah. Uh, there was an episode where Baby Yoda had those like... I've seen the episode. With the frog eggs? Yeah. Yeah, like, I didn't everyone know was like, was like, I can't believe they were so mad at Baby Yoda. It was like, Baby Yoda is over. He's not funny anymore. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I don't know. We watched it like, dude, stop! <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> I just would scream at him like, dude! I mean, I didn't like him to eat the eggs, but it it was funny. But like, yeah, I I don't know. I never even entertained the idea that people were going to be like, oh, done with them now. Yeah, people were like, they should edit the episode, take out the egg eating part. So take out half the show? Okay. I guess. Yeah, so he signs off his email. He says, love you guys. Keep it up. Much love, Carson. Well, I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Um, it's not often that we get like outside stuff anymore. We pretty much get all the stuff from our discord. So uh, I know I was really happy to see somebody else write in. Yeah. I love that. So there was one final thing that came up in our discord and this veers off into a little bit, maybe of the racism discussion, but so Ismail had posted this picture from Instagram, uh, that it's just like a screen cap of a headline from daily mail, which daily mail, are they at? 
revered publication. I feel like every time I see I them, it's kind of so. clickbaity. Like, I feel like that's a, what do you call it? Like the hot sheets? Hot sheets. Like the... <laughs> like tabloids? Yeah, that, 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 that stuff. I'm calling them hot sheets from now on. Nobody calls them the hot sheets no more. <laughs> what is that? From like is 1920s? that even a thing? I don't think so. I don't know. Hot sheets. Hot sheets. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. Hot sheets. Uh, it's just like very sexy beds is all I'm finding right now. <laughs> the hot sheets. Uh, I don't know where I pulled that out from, but I don't know. I just was like, oh yeah, the hot sheets, you know. <laughs> the newsy inside of you just came out. Did I fucking pull that out of some like old movie or something? <laughs> I think your past life, you were once like a, a newspaper boy with the, one of those hats, you know. And you're like, come get your hot sheets, Daily Mail. Dude, yeah, it's a fucking movie. <laughs> you know what it is? What? That's what fucking Kay calls them in Men in Black. Jesus. He calls them the hot sheets. <laughs> and I guess that has fucking stuck with me since I was five years old. Okay. So okay, yeah. cool. And All right, so uh, <laughs> this uh, hot, hot sheet sheets. source, yeah. Uh it says, now Dr. Seuss faces cancel. Virginia school system says books have strong racial undercones. So this felt clickbaity. And I was like, I have to look into this because Dr. Seuss is kind of a good person as far as I know. Uh, so I, I looked into it. There is an article that I found uh, published 227 from the Washington Post, which I know is not a hot sheet, more of a yeah. cold sheet, cool yeah. sheet. I don't know. Uh, so they say in 2019, a study by researchers Katie Ishizuka and Ramon Stevens examined 50 children's books from Dr. Seuss and over 2,200 characters created by him. And they found that of the 2,240 identified human characters, so there are only 45 characters of color. So that's 2% of his total number of human characters. And of those 45... 43 of them exhibited behaviors and appearances that align with harmful and stereotypical Orientalist tropes. Okay. So I was like, that is a little bit horrifying that you would have just 45 characters of color, like in, in the so, so many books that he has and the so many characters that he has. I thought maybe it was taking blown out of proportion because like, well, how many of his characters are, you know, green or purple, but like, no, this is of the human characters. Yeah. Cause <laughs> in my mind, he almost has animal characters. Yeah. And I don't consider who's people. Right. They're who's. <laughs> is that racist? I mean, that's not racist. That's like almost specious, I guess. Cause it's I like, guess. you're not even my species. Yeah. You're a who, you know? So, um, in further research on CBS News, I found that six Dr. Seuss books, including And to Think I Saw It on Mulberry Street and If I Ran the Zoo, will stop being published because of racist and insensitive imagery. Um, the business that preserves and protects the author's legacy are the ones who are doing this. So it's Dr. Seuss Enterprises. Yeah. They are quoted saying, these books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Ceasing sales of these books is only part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure Dr. Seuss Enterprises catalog represents and supports all communities and families. So, so I think I actually is... told Taylor as soon as we read this, I was like, all right, I guess I got to hit Barnes and Noble and buy them today. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you want to have those books for posterity, just you kind of do. Yeah. Um, so we had talked about this before. 
the Stephen King book that's no longer published about school shootings. Yeah. I have, I've actually found the book before. Oh, really? And haven't bought it because it was like a really beat up copy. Yeah. And, you know, I want a nice copy for some reason. But I was like, I really just want to have it to be like, yeah, this was a thing that was considered so bad that it had to be taken away, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm kind of into that stuff. Like, I want to have it to go, hey, don't forget. Look at this. This is what it used to be. And we had to change it, you know? For sure. I think that it definitely should be preserved, you know? I don't want to have, like, a book burning yeah. situation where we take all of them and just, oh, yeah. you know, light them up and never think of them again. I think it's something that we should look back on and be like, this is how we used to portray people in this light. And now it's considered bad. You read uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, right? No, I looked at those covers and I said, no, you thank did. you. Okay. I had See, big nightmares. When that movie came out, never heard of those books. Ugh. Never heard of them. And so I was like, ooh, there's really like children's books that are that gross. Yes. I need them, right? Uh-huh. I'm surprised that you never like yeah. had them growing up. You can't buy them because they changed the pictures. Really? The pictures were absolutely horrifying. Yeah, so... they're not that scary now. Okay. They changed them. So the movie is based on the old pictures to make it the way it was. But if yeah. you just go into Barnes & Noble to buy the book now, it's like an edited version with like nicer pictures. Okay. And the ones with like the original pictures were selling for like $200 and shit. Holy fuck. Okay. It was like wow. crazy prices. So I was like, I'm not trying to get these books to sell them, but I was like, <laughs> if people are going to covet them that much... Because some people want to have that history and go like, I don't want to forget why we had to do this, you know? Yeah. Because like <laughs> you, you said. You be careful to like the number of which you collect them because you don't want to be like, this is racist Robert's old grandpa library. The kids are like, what's up with all these Dr. Seuss, scary stories, zombie <laughs> tramp stuff? What's going on in here? Why are they all problematic? <laughs> I'll be like, well, uh, take a look at this page. And they'll be like, I don't understand. And that's the last time you got to babysit them. Yep. They were like, Mom, I learned about Dr. Seuss today. And they show some picture and causes a big stink, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking about going to buy. I actually still haven't seen the pictures for these. I've seen I've, I've seen one of them. Because like when you search it, people are already taking it out of like the news stories. Really? Man. Like, I can't find a news story showing the picture. Like, show me what's wrong. I, I, I want to know what you're changing. So I want to know why we have to change it, you know? I can't specifically remember, like, one cover that stands out. I just remember seeing the covers and being like, holy fuck, I don't want that. Dr. Seuss books, I've read, like, six, maybe? Yeah. Only the same six. One fish, yeah. two fish, hop on pop. Green eggs and ham. Green eggs and ham. Uh, apples on top. That was my favorite book. <laughs> but, like, none of them have human people. And I feel yeah. like I always steered clear of the human ones because it's like, yeah, I am human. What's this lion doing with apples? You know, <laughs> I also just find it interesting, kind of like the scary stories thing. It's like I just wasn't part of it. And now yeah. I want to get in on it. And like you said, you know, be part of the zeitgeist, I guess. Yes. I want to know where this is coming from. And then I can form an opinion on my own. Yeah. I don't like somebody to go, well, this is why. I I still want to know. I want to see it, you know. And yeah. I think that kind of goes back to uh, Desi's thing. 
make sure you know what's the overhype, the like sensationalized version versus this is really bad. Right. That's so important. You have to be able to distinguish when it's just being blown out of proportion and when it's actual insidious intent. That's why I was like, let me find these pictures, but they're already gone. You know? Well. So I was like, well, I guess I'll buy the books. Why not? And then while I'm there, you know what? I need to go ahead and pick me up a giving tree. Don't own the giving tree. Oh my god. Gotta get they me one of those. need to ban that one for breaking my fucking heart. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go ahead and take one more quick thank you. I brought this topic to you. I knew that it could be iffy. Yeah. But we both knew, you know, we do this to be just honest and have yeah. a discussion present sides into the world i'm not telling any of you use the ableist stuff don't use the ableist stuff this is what i found out what do you think that's what i'm here for to tell you you know um because you know we've got some people that like i agree and then we have like our person that wrote in carson he's like no i don't like it you know like it's Here's here's the sides. I just like to hear them because it also helps me understand things like you get you guys have already changed my mind on like two or three points that I've made in the show. Yeah, it's it's good to just have, you know, flexible opinions, be open to the people around you, have a diverse group of people that you can consult with stuff. You know, it's yeah, it's good to enrich your life with people that don't like the same shit as you. Exactly. Are you ready to cancel this culture? Are you ready to to reprint these books? Yes. Let's reshelve this racist library. (laughs) Hey, guys. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you guys for telling your friends about us, helping us grow this audience. We have been getting lots of good numbers lately. I hope topics like this really are grabbing you guys' attention, making you go, hey, come listen to this podcast and tell me what you think. Go show this to all your friends. Get everybody to view this topic and tell us what they think about it. We're so intrigued. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode because we release weekly every freaking Monday. Every single Monday. That is the Yimtope guarantee. I love it when Kelsey says it, and that's what it is. The Yimtope <laughs> guarantee. That is our Nintendo seal of approval. It's the Yimtope guarantee. Monday. Slap it in there. Uh, if you have a second, because you love what we do, you love that punctuality, go review us and rate us on Apple Podcasts. It would really help us out so much so that we could spread the message to as many people as we can. Yes, indeed. And while you are spreading the message on Apple Podcasts, you can also find us and friend us on social media. We are at YMBTOAP. That stands for You Must Be Thinking of Another Podcast. We're there on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and we are now also on Patreon. If you guys haven't heard somehow... Uh, We've been talking about Patreon this entire episode. So really, this has just kind of been a big secret advertisement for what we do (laughs) at our Discord. Um, We think it's a really fun community, and we would love to have you guys join it. You can do so for as little as $2 a month. That gets you access to our our Discord community and our secret snippets of unreleased ramblings. We do a little mini episode every single week. I think the best benefit of the Discord, honestly, is just the group of friends here. Like, we have... We have big thoughts. We want to share them. <laughs> I got to say, I can definitely feel that people are getting like closer because it, it, 
it just keeps building on past stuff all the time. Yes. And like, everybody's my, really getting a feel for it. You know, my favorite thing is that like, we'll be having a fun discussion about something or other or a hard discussion about something. And then like somebody will just toss a meme in there and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Just like have this meme. I'm gone. Thank you. I was really wondering how people were going to take it when uh, like there was like some discussion going on and I was like, yeah, I'm making another server on this right now. <laughs> you just like randomly dropped in and we were like, I need to have a Dragon Ball channel because I need to talk about it. And you guys are talking about racism. <laughs> I was like, can I talk about Goku for a second? Uh, I think that's perfect. Love to see it. So you guys can come see our Discord. Um if you get the $2 tier and you're like, I love all this so much, but I just want more, you can get the $5 a month tier and that'll access, that'll get you access to our patron exclusive YouTube where we release a new review every single month. Uh, we have not announced our March review yet, but it is coming soon. Trust you me. Yes. Um, we review video games. We review movies. We review TV shows. Uh, we go for, we go deep on stuff, you know? We get into it. We, we yeah. get into the meat of these shows. We pick them apart. We find out what's intent, what's impact. Uh, we even have some like uh, little uh, plans to throw wrinkles in this bit coming up soon. So maybe uh, stay tuned for a little bit more on that. Yeah. Um, so if you have suggestions for future episodes, if you want certain topics for us, or if you just want to let us know how we're doing, you can email us at ymbtoap at gmail.com. We want that listener mail. We want it, guys. Even even just to say hi. If that's all you want to do is just say hello. I was about to say, I just want one that just says hi. And that's all it says. <laughs> just something. Just a nice little something. It would be great. Yeah. Oh, wait. One more thing. So, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but next month is actually our two-year anniversary. We've been doing this show for two whole freaking years, if you can believe it. We would like to celebrate that with you guys. And... We're going to do that by going live on Twitch each and every Saturday in April. It's going to be streamtastic. Um, we have a few games planned for you. So you guys know that we like to do stuff on the spooky side of life. Mm -hmm. um, we we did the Streamtober thing last year, and that was very, very much fun and successful. So we, yes. we had a good time. Uh, we want to continue that love in April. Why not bring the spook back around six months later? So, well, so I was going to say, you found out. Or, well, you noticed that it was, like, a halfway mark between Halloween and now. And it's also the anniversary. It's just it's it's just the perfect storm to do it again. It's too perfect. So we're going to do that for you guys. Uh, we're definitely going to be streaming Little Nightmares 1 and 2. Because I need this. I need yeah. this for Kelsey. <laughs> so Robert's going to be playing them for me so that I can sit back and experience the joy of it. Yeah, I don't know that you would have fun playing them. Probably not. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we have some other things in store. So yeah, uh, we got some sneaky things up our sleeves. So stay, tuned stay tuned for a, uh, a uh, schedule to come along. Yes. And don't forget, our theme song is The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn, the spookiest tune of all. <laughs> uh, that is by Faraj. Please go check him out on YouTube, where he makes not only spooky music, he makes all kinds of just awesome music. I don't know where his inspiration comes from, but I love all of it. It's so cool. And as always, thanks for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Are we going to have a giant book burn? I don't know. I don't want one. It's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs>
one more important sound we wanted you to hear. Might just cut this out of the show. I've always wanted a lesbian friend so bad. <laughs> I want one so bad. I have so many, so so many questions. You should make that the ender. <laughs> I just have so many questions, so many things to talk about.